ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا وسيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله اما بعد Today then we'll carry on with the topic of dua that we began last time and we mentioned some of the points regarding the dua and that it is an act of worship that it is to be done sincerely for the sake of Allah and today we come to now التحذير من الأدعية المحدثة a warning from the newly invented types of dua and what people do when it comes to dua a warning from the innovations people have brought about when it comes to making dua taqaddama al-kalam hawla ahmiyat at-taqayyud bis-sunnati fi-dua he says that we've already spoken about the importance of sticking to the sunnah in how you make your dua. وَضُرُورَتْ لُزُوم هَدِيِ النَّبِيِ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمْ فِيهِ And the importance of sticking to the guidance of the Prophet ﷺ in doing so. لِأَنَّ الدُّعَى عِبَادَةً because dua, it is an act of worship. وَالْعِبَادَةِ مَبْنَاهَا عَلَى التَّوْقِيفِ وَالْاتِّبَاعِ And worship, it is always upon التَّوْقِيفِ وَالْاتِّبَاعِ Meaning that you must only do it in the way that it's been legislated, the way that we've been told in the Quran and Sunnah. You cannot do worship in any other way that you invent, that you make up, that you add on. Rather, dua, worship is tawqifi, meaning it must only be done in the way that it's been legislated. لا على الهوى والابتداع Not upon desires and innovation. وَسَبَقَ الْإِشَارَةُ إِلَىٰ أَنَّ السُنَّةَ قَدْ جَاءَ فِيهَا بَيَانُ الدُّعَاءِ وَجَمِيعُ مَا يَتَعَلَّقُ بِهِ بَيَانًا وَافِيًا شَافِيًا لَا مَزِيدَ عَلَيْهِ بِذِكْرِ أَنْوَاعِهِ وَشُرُوطِهِ وَآدَابِهِ وَأَوْقَاتِهِ وَغَيْرِ ذَلِكَ مِمَّا يَتَعَلَّقُ بِهِ says that we've already indicated or we've already mentioned that the sunnah has mentioned within it the dua and everything that is connected to dua it is all mentioned within the sunnah how to make dua when to make dua what types of dua are most effective what times those duas are most effective all of the various aspects regarding dua have been mentioned in the quran and sunnah فَإِنَّ الْمُتَأَكَّدْ عَلَى كُلِّ مُسْلِمٍ فِي هَذَا الْبَابِ الْعَظِيمِ 
أن يجتهد في طلب هدي النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم في الدعاء That's why what is binding upon every Muslim is that they strive in seeking the guidance of the Prophet وسلم, in making dua. Strive to learn what the sunnah is in terms of making dua and how and when. وَأَنْ يَحْرُصَ أَشَدَّ الْحِرْصَ عَلَى مَعْرِفَةِ سَبِيلِهِ فِيهِ and that a person strives to the maximum in learning about the path to it, about dua. So that you can follow upon its path. And tread upon that methodology. And so that you can stick to the way of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. وَلَا يَجُوزُ لِمُسْلِمٍ أَنْ يَلْتَزِمَ أَدْعِيَةً رَاتِبَةً أَوْ مُخَصَّصَةً بِأَوْقَاتٍ مُعَيَّنَةً أَوْ بِصِفَاتٍ مُعَيَّنَةً سِوَى مَا وَرَدَ مِنْ ذَلِكَ فِي سُنَّةِ الرَّسُولِ الْكَرِيمِ صلى الله عليه وسلم It is not permissible for a Muslim to stick to certain types of duas, specific times, or specific ways of doing du'as unless it is something mentioned in the sunnah. Otherwise you cannot make up your own specific way of doing du'a, doing it at specific times, in specific methods. Those types of specifics are only what is found in the Qur'an and the sunnah. التي تحصل من المسلم بسبب أمور قد تعرض له فله أن يسأل الله ما شاء فيما لا يتنافى مع شرع As for the general affairs something comes up, some issue you want to make dua about it then as long as it is not in opposition to the sharia then it is allowed for you to make the dua for that affair make dua for your affairs whatever it might be as long as it is not in any way in opposition to the sunnah, to the legislation. Shaykh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah said, Al-Adhkar wa-da'wat min afdal al-ibadat. Wal-ibadat mabnaha ala al-ittiba' Walaysa li ahadin an yasunna minha ghayra al-masnoon وَيَجْعَلَهُ عَادَةً رَاتِبَةً يُوَاضِبُ النَّاسُ عَلَيْهَا بَلْ هَذَا ابْتِدَاعُ دِينٍ لَمْ يَأْذَنْ بِهِ اللَّهِ بِخِلَافِ مَا يَدْعُو بِهِ الْمَرْءِ أَحْيَانًا مِنْ غَيْرِ أَنْ يَجْعَلَهُ سُنَّةً Shaykh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah said that the remembrances, the adhkar, the supplications and the remembrances and the duas are from the best of the worship. Supplication and dua, these acts are from the best of worship. And worship, it is built upon following the sunnah. All worship must be upon the sunnah. And it is not allowed for anyone to make a sunnah something that is not actually a sunnah. You cannot make your own sunnah. If it is not established as an actual sunnah, 
And you cannot therefore take a particular routine or something specific that you make up yourself in terms of your remembrances or your dua. But if it was just something general, now and again something happens and you want to make dua about something, that's allowed of course. As long as you don't make some type of specific routine, you don't say I need to make this dua three times every time after every prayer. Now you've made up this figure and you've made up this time, who told you it has to be like that? You only do those types of things that are mentioned in the sunnah like that. Yourself, you don't make up these things, you don't say, but they told me I have to make my dua ten times after every prayer if I want it to be answered. That is not in the sunnah, these things are just made up by the people. You cannot make up your own ways and methods or routines when it comes to dua. Generally make your dua, make your dua in the prayer, make your dua in the last third of the night, make your dua at the times that are established, but do not make up new sunnah acts with these duas, figures that you make up seven times after each prayer, or this many times after this time. Don't make up other things that are not in the sunnah. وَلِهَذَا نَجِدُ أَنَّ الصَّحَابَةَ رَضِيَ اللَّهُ عَنْهُمْ بَادَرُوا إِلَىٰ إِنْكَارِ تَخْصِيصِ هَيْئَاتِ مُعَيَّنَةِ that's why the Sahaba, they were very quick to prohibit, to reject anybody making up specific numbers and figures and times when making the dua. If people were making up specifics this many times at this particular time, those types of things, the Sahaba were quick to reject those. They were quick to reject these types of things. أو نحو ذلك مما لم يرد به الشرع ولم تثبت به السنة ومن ذلكم an example of that an example of how the Sahaba were quick to reject any types of innovations that were being made in dua is the example of Abdullah ibn Mas'ud رضي الله عنه على أولئك النفر الذين تحلقوا في المسجد وفي أيديهم حصى يسبحون بها ويهللون ويكبرون بطريقة محدثة وصفة مبتدعة The narration about Abdullah ibn Mas'ud رضي الله عنه When he went into the mosque and he saw a group of people sitting around in a circle with pebbles A group of people sitting around in a circle with pebbles and they were using those pebbles to do the takbir and the tahleel. Allahu Akbar, Subhanallah, Alhamdulillah, Ilaha Illallah. They were doing it with the pebbles. Using the pebbles and doing that dhikr. Sitting in a circle. So that was obviously an innovation. An innovated way of doing the remembrance of Allah. An innovated way of doing supplication. Sitting around in a circle with pebbles and using the pebbles to make those supplications upon. So when Abdullah ibn Mas'ud, he saw that, and this was something which obviously did not exist at the time of the Prophet ﷺ, he quickly rejected that upon them, straight away told them this is incorrect. And he prohibited them from doing that severely. وَبَيَّنَ لَهُمْ خُطُورَةَ ذَلِكَ وَسُوءَ مُغَبَّتِهِ عَلَيْهِمْ 
And he mentioned to them the danger of doing those types of actions, meaning the danger of falling into innovation. He clarified to them the danger of falling into these innovations. There is another narration regarding Abdullah ibn Mas'ud. In this narration it mentions that Amr ibn Salama, he says, Kunna najlisu ala babi Abdullah ibn Mas'ud qabla salat al-ghadah. That we used to sit in front of the door of Abdullah ibn Mas'ud before the fajr. Prayer. So when he used to come out, we used to walk with him to the mosque. And then Abu Musa al Ash'ari came and said, Has Abdullah ibn Mas'ud, Abu Abdul Rahman, come out yet? We said, No, not yet. So he sat with us and waited until Abdullah ibn Mas'ud came out. So when Abdullah ibn Mas'ud came out, we all stood up to him, stood up with him. So Abu Musa al-Ash'ari then said to him, Ya Aba Abdul Rahman, Oh Abu Abdul Rahman, إِنِّي رَأَيْتُ فِي الْمَسْجِدِ آنِفًا أَمْرًا أَنْكَرْتُهُ That I saw in the mosque previously an affair that I rejected وَلَمْ أَرَى وَالْحَمْدُ لِلَّهِ إِلَّا خَيْرًا But he says by the praise of Allah I did not see anything good anything except good I did not see anything except good. قال فما هو? He said to him, what is that? فقال إن عشت فستراه. He said, if you live long enough, you'll see it. قال, then he says, رأيت في المسجد قوما حلقا جلوسا ينتظرون الصلاة. I saw in the mosque people sitting around in circles waiting for the prayer. In every circle, circles of people, in every circle, a man, and all of them, they're all carrying pebbles. And then that man in the circle says, Say takbir 100 times. So all of them in that circle, they say, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, 100 times. Then that man within his circle, lots of circles in the mosque, one man in each one of them talking. The man then says to his circle, say, La ilaha illallah a hundred times. So they start saying, La ilaha illallah, La ilaha illallah a hundred times. Then the man in his circle, the one who speaks, says to them, say, Subhanallah a hundred times. So they start saying, Subhanallah, 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 hundred times. Then he says to them, فَكَبِّرُوا مِئَا Say Allahu Akbar a hundred times. They start saying Allahu Akbar a hundred times. قَالْ فَمَاذَا قُلْتَ لَهُمْ So then he says to him, so what did you say to them? When you saw them doing all of that, what did you say to them? 
قال ما قلت لهم شيئا انتظار رأيك he said I didn't say anything to them I wanted to wait for your opinion came to you Abdullah ibn Abbas to ask you your opinion I didn't say anything to them I was waiting for your opinion he said to him Abdullah ibn Abbas said to him Ibn Mas'ud Mas'ud is one Ibn Mas'ud Abdullah ibn Mas'ud says to him then أَفَلَا أَمَرْتَهُمْ أَنْ يَعُدُّوا سَيِّئَاتِهِمْ وَضَمَنْتَ لَهُمْ أَنْ لَا يُضِعَ مِنْ حَسَنَاتِهِمْ شَيْءٍ he said, if you only should have told them, you should have commanded them to count their evils and you guarantee for them that their goods would not have been lost. Count their evil deeds, their good ones would not have been lost. Then Abdullah ibn Mas'ud goes and they all go with him and then Abdullah ibn Mas'ud sees one of those circles himself. فَوَقَفَ عَلَيْهِمْ So he stands upon them. فَقَالْ مَا هَذَا الَّذِي أَرَاكُمْ تَصْنَعُونَ He says to them, what is this I see you doing? قَالُوا يَا أَبَا عَبْدَ الرَّحْمَانِ They said, oh, Abu Abdul Rahman, Abdullah ibn Mas'ud. حَاصَ نَعُدُّ بِهِ They said, these are just pebbles, we count with them. We say, التكبير والتهليل والتسبيح الله أكبر لا إله إلا الله سبحان الله We just use these pebbles to count with them. قَالْ فَعُدُّوا سَيِّئَاتِكُمْ فَأَنَا ضَامِنْ أَنْ لَا يَضِيعَ مِنْ حَسَنَاتِكُمْ شَيْءٍ وَيْحَكُمْ يَا أُمَّةَ مَحَمَّدٍ مَا أَصْرَعَ هَلَكَتَكُمْ هَأُولَئِ صَحَابَةُ نَبِيِّكُمْ مُتَوَافِرُونَ He then starts telling them, he says, Woe be to you! How quick you are to your destruction! Here, look, the companions of the Prophet are still plenty. These ones in the circles were obviously not companions. They weren't companions. But he says to them, look, the companions are still here. They were still alive companions. He said, look, everywhere the companions are still here. And the garments of the Prophet are still moist. Meaning this was just after the Prophet had died. Soon after his death. He says his garments are still wet. Or that they have not... Uh, Rotten, they have not uh, disintegrated. Lam uh. And his utensils have not broken yet. By the one whom my soul is in his hand, are you upon a way that is more guided than the way of the Prophet Muhammad? Are you a nation who is more guided than the nation of the Prophet? Or are you opening the door to misguidance? They said, Oh Abu Abdurrahman, by Allah, we didn't intend anything but good. Doing dhikr, using these pebbles, just doing dhikr. We never intended anything but good. He said to them, and how many people out there, they desire goodness, just like you're saying. How many people out there desire goodness, but they never achieve it. These people now, they, was, they were saying they desire goodness. That they desire goodness. We're remembering Allah, doing the dhikr of Allah. Abdullah ibn Mas'ud says to them, there are many people out there who claim they desire goodness, but they never get it. 
Why will they not get goodness? Because even though they say they are intending goodness, the method they are using for it is a bid'ah. They may have a good intention, but what they are doing is bid'ah. That's why the scholars, they say, good intention by itself is not enough. Just having a good intention, that's not enough. You can't say somebody's doing something, but it's okay, he's got good intention. He's got good intention. Just because somebody has good intention doesn't mean they're doing something good and they're going to be rewarded for it. A person may have good intention, but he may be doing bid'ah. So here they had good intention, they said, but they were doing bid'ah. And that's why Abdullah ibn Mas'ud said to them, many people have good intention, but they never get any goodness. They may have good intention, but they don't get any goodness out of it. Because these people here were doing bid'ah, so they're not going to get rewarded for that. They're not going to get goodness out of that. فَتَأَمَّلْ كَيْفَ أَنْكَرَ Abdullah ibn Mas'ud Radiyallahu anhu ala ashabi al-halaqat ha'ula Look at how Abdullah ibn Mas'ud Radiyallahu anhu rejected and refuted these circles How they were sitting with stones and pebbles And one man in them saying Say Allahu Akbar a hundred times Say La ilaha illallah a hundred times Say Subhanallah a hundred times مَعَ أَنَّهُمْ فِي حِلْقَ ذكر حلقة ذكر ومجلس عبادة even though those circles they were circles of as they thought they were doing remembrance of Allah they were circles of remembrance of Allah they were circles of worship to Allah doing the tasbih doing the tahleel doing the takbir gatherings of the remembrance of Allah gatherings of worship they were Yet Abdullah ibn Mas'ud went and rebuked them, rejected their action, refuted them what they were doing. That is because Because how they were doing it was not from what is established in the Sunnah. What they were doing was not established in the Sunnah. So even if it was a gathering of remembrance, a gathering of worship, they were not doing it in how they should be doing it according to the sunnah. And therefore, Abdullah ibn Mas'ud rejected upon them. وَفِي هَذَا دَلَالَةٌ عَلَىٰ أَنَّهُ لَيْسَ الْعِبْرَىٰ فِي الْعِبَادَةِ وَالدُّعَىٰ وَالذِّكْرِ كَثْرَتَةِ This shows you that the point isn't just doing lots of remembrance and lots of uh, dua and lots of supplication if you are doing it all in the wrong way. You could be doing lots of dhikr and supplication and remembrance of Allah, but if you're doing it all in the wrong way, then that won't count and it won't be a benefit. إِنَّمَا الْعِبْرَى الْعِبْرَى فِي مُوَافَقَتِهِ لِسُنَّةِ The actual point, what you need to focus on is being in accordance to the sunnah. Even if you do less, but you do it properly according to how the Prophet ﷺ taught us, that is the important thing. And that is why Ibn Mas'ud said in a statement, اِقْتِصَادٌ في سنة خير من اجتهاد في بدعة اقتصاد في سنة خير من اجتهاد في بدعة 
restricting yourself and keeping yourself to a sunnah is better than trying to make ijtihad onto a bid'ah. Having less, a little bit of sunnah that you know and sticking to it, that is better than trying to do ijtihad and do this worship and that worship and this worship and you're doing them all upon bid'ah, upon wrong. Better stick to the little bit that you know and do it properly according to the sunnah. Iqtisadun fi sunnah khayrun min ijtihadin fi bid'ah. Iqtisadun fi sunnah. Like keeping yourself to that little bit in the sunnah is better khayrun min ijtihadin fi bid'ah. Is better than doing ijtihad in innovation. Ijtihad in innovation, the meaning like a person wants to do lots of worship, lots of dhikr, so they start making up all these different things. They say, come on, let's sit in a circle like this example. Let's all of us sit in a circle and do Allahu Akbar together in one voice. All different things they make up to try and do lots of worship. This is ijtihad they are making. It's not in the Quran and the Sunnah to do that way. So he says, don't do that. Stick to the little bit that you know properly about dua and dhikr. Stick to that. Don't try to expand and do lots of different worship with your ijtihad because that could all end up being upon bid'ah and wrong. So sticking to the little bit upon sunnah is better than trying to become expansive upon bid'ah. A note. Abdullah ibn Mas'ud did not refute them for doing dhikr. He didn't refute them for doing dhikr. Doing dhikr is good. He didn't tell them, no, don't do dhikr. He did not refute them for doing dhikr and for busying themselves with dhikr. Because doing dhikr and busying yourself with dhikr is a good thing. He didn't refute that. إِنَّمَا أَنْكَرَ عَلَيْهِمْ مُفَارَقَتَهُمْ لِلسِّنَّةِ فِي صِفَةِ أَدَائِهِ وَكَيْفِيَةِ الْقِيَامِ بِهِ مَعَ أَنَّ الْأَلْفَاظَ الَّتِي كَانُوا يَذْكُرُونَ اللَّهِ بِهَا what he rejected upon them was the method in how they were doing the dhikr. The actual dhikr, he wasn't refuting that. He wasn't telling them don't do dhikr. Busying themselves with dhikr, he wasn't telling them don't busy yourself with dhikr. What he was telling them was the method you're doing it in, that is rejected and wrong. The method, not the actual dhikr. Doing dhikr of Allah is good. Even the words they were using, Subhanallah, La ilaha illallah, Allahu Akbar. They are the good and accurate words. They are the right words. They are the words of the dhikr. So the words were good. Doing dhikr is good. Busying yourself in that is good. All of that is good. Abdullah ibn Mas'ud didn't reject any of that. He simply rejected the method in how they were doing it. And that's what it means. Stick to doing it properly rather than trying to do Lots and lots of things and it ends up all innovation. So he was rejecting their method, not the words themselves. They were correct. Not the point of doing dhikr, that is okay. He was rejecting the method they were doing it in. So imagine now, the words they were using were the correct words the problem was the method they were using Ibn Mas'ud refuted them upon it now imagine people 
the method they are using is incorrect and the words they are using are incorrect which is what people do now the actual words they are using in these so-called circles of remembrance and dhikr are words that are not established in the Quran and the Sunnah in the first place to do dhikr and then on top of that the method they are using is wrong too so the famous Sufi type of dhikr when they say Allah, the name of Allah Allah, Allah, Allah dhikr, they say remembering the name of Allah in Arabic it is, when you write it it's Allahu there's a dhamma at the end Allahu so they say Allahu, Allahu, Allahu they say we're doing dhikr remembering Allah, the name of Allah so they start in a circle the method they're using is wrong in a circle all of that doing it together Allahu, 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 Allahu Remembering the name of Allah So then they carry on, carry on Allahu, 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 Allahu Carry on, carry on, carry on And they get faster and faster Allahu, 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 Allahu In the end, they get so fast That it ends up as Who? They start with Allahu, 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 Allahu Allahu, 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 In the end, it's just That's what it is. That's how it starts. That's what it is. They start with Allah. They say, we're remembering the name of Allah. 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 But in Arabic, when you write it, it's a dhamma at the end. Allahu. So Allahu. 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 Then faster, faster. Allahu. 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 And then it just becomes, And that's their remembrance. That's dhikr. Sitting in a circle, doing, And that's what they do. That's what they do. And they believe this is ibadah, this is worship. To say who, who, who. That is worship. And that is not. That is wrong. It is bid'ah. It is incorrect. It is in opposition to the Quran and the Sunnah. So these types of methods and words that they may use, it has to be looked at carefully because those words may be incorrect and those methods may be incorrect. Sometimes maybe the words may be correct. But the method will be incorrect. Like we mentioned probably before, there was a Sufi Imam, a woman asked him a question once. That question, we mentioned it before I'm sure. She said, my daughter or my daughter-in-law, I don't remember which one. She said, my daughter or my daughter-in-law is not very beautiful. She's not very beautiful. So is there any dua I can make to make her more beautiful? Is there any dua I can make to Allah so my daughter or daughter-in-law, she becomes more beautiful? The imam said to her, which dua? He gave her a dua. He said, yes, yes. There is a dua to make her more beautiful. Which dua did he tell her? لَقَدْ خَلَقَنَا الْإِنسَانَ فِي أَحْسَنِ تَقْوِيمِ The surah, the ayah in the Quran. لَقَدْ خَلَقَنَا الْإِنسَانَ فِي أَحْسَنِ تَقْوِيمِ وَالتِّينِ وَالزَيْتُونَ This ayah, what does it mean? Indeed, we created mankind in the best of form, in the best of appearance. He said, that's the ayah. Allah tells us He created mankind in the best of form, in the best of appearance. So He said, read it. I forgot the numbers now. 100 after Dhuhr on a Thursday or after Isha on a Thursday 100 times and then 100 after Fajr and 100 on Saturday 100 on Sunday 
gave all these numbers. Just keep saying that ayah. لَقَدْ خَلَقْنَا الْإِنسَانَ فِي أَحْسَنِ تَقْوِيمِ لَقَدْ خَلَقْنَا الْإِنسَانَ فِي أَحْسَنِ تَقْوِيمِ Keep making that dua shall become beautiful. Anywhere in the Quran and the Sunnah telling you this, anywhere in the Quran and the Sunnah telling you read this ayah to somebody to make them more beautiful. See, these are things that they make that ijtihad in. And Abdullah ibn Mas'ud said, don't do that. Don't start making random things up. Making up random things, you're going to end up in bid'ah. So that is an example. Ending up in innovation, making up these things that are not from the Quran and the Sunnah. Then, what is the impact of these innovated types of dua they do? What impact does it have? لَقَدْ تَمَيَّزَتِ الْأَدْعِيَةُ شَرْعِيَّةُ وَالْأَذْكَارِ الْمَأْثُورَ عَنْ رَسُولَ سَلَّمْ بِكَمَالِهَا فِي مَبْنَاهَا وَمَعْنَاهَا As for the authentic supplications, they are distinguished by the fact that they are in perfection in the way that they are written and how you, uh, what you read in the, in the meanings of them, the words of them. The authentic supplications are perfect. In the Quran, in the Sunnah, in the wording that's used, in the meanings of them, they are perfect. But, then he mentions... وَمَنْ يَتَأَمَّ الْوَاقِعَ بَعْضَ الْمُسْلِمِينَ لَا سِيَّمَا مَنْ انْتَسَبَ إِلَى بَعْضِ الطُرُقِ السُوفِيَّةِ يَجِدُ أَنَّهُمْ قَدْ انْشَغَلُوا بِهَذِي الْأَذْكَارَ الْمُخْتَرَعَ وَالْأَدْعِيَةِ الْمُبْتَدَعَةِ He says, if you look at the Sufis and their likes of people, you see that they have become preoccupied with their innovated remembrances instead of any of the Sunnah ones. They are more preoccupied with their innovated ones. فأصبحوا يتلونها ليلا ونهارا صباحا ومساء You see them reciting their innovated supplications day and night, morning and evening تاركين بسببها كتاب الله To the extent that they become negligent of the Quran due to these made up supplications of theirs They get so busy in these circles of remembrance with the made up supplications that they even forget about giving focus to the Quran and reading it مُعْرِضِينَ عَنِ الْأَدْعِيَةِ الْمَأْثُورَةِ And therefore they have shunned the actual obligated or actual legislated supplications in the sunnah. ثُمَّ إِنَّ لِكُلِّ فِئَةٍ مِنْ هَؤُلَاءَ أَوْرَادًا خَاصَةً يَتْلُونَهَا بِطَرِيقَةٍ خَاصَةً وَنَمَطٍ مُحِيًّا All these different groups, they will have specific supplications they've made up. That they recite in a particular way, that they recite upon a particular tune. They will have their different melody of reciting, a different tune of how they recite it. All of these different groups of the Sufis, they have their own remembrances and their own forms. Somebody told me a story recently, true one. There's a brother, he's selling his house. Or he's living in a house as a tenant, the landlord is selling the house. And so people, they come to do viewings. The brother said, some people, they came to do a viewing one day. And there were some Muslims. Some Muslims came to do a viewing on this house. 
And they were Sufis. They were Sufis. They came into the house, two or three of them, he said. They began looking around, viewing the house. But also, it appears, they wanted to check if the house was safe and gin-free. They wanted to do all of that type of thing. He said they were looking around, I was showing them around the house. And then one of them, we noticed he broke off the group. I was taking them to here, bedroom, whatever. One was missing. We went downstairs to the living room, or the, one of the reception rooms, opened the door, and he said he was sitting there in the middle of the room. With a big, uh, the beads, the, uh, the tasbih, the big tasbih, big one, big beads. Fist almost put one bead in. Big one like that sitting there in the middle of the room in a trance. Doing some, reading some, whatever he was reading. He was obviously checking if the house was pure and there was no gin in the house and all of these things. So he was in a trance. Uh, he was probably the only gin in the house. He was in a trance, doing some reading, doing something, something, don't know what. Until finally the other people, they felt a bit embarrassed and they had to stop it and the viewing finished. This now, he's sitting in the house in a trance. And he's got his beads in his hand. All of this in the sunnah anywhere. Have you ever heard of any narration of a sahabi going to a new house or building a new house and then sitting in the middle with beads and doing a trance? These types of supplications or remembrances, all of these types of things they do under the field of dua, under the field of remembrance, under the field of supplication, many of them all made up. And that's why the Shaykh says they all have their different made-up methods, different made-up ways. Trances. Reminds me of the time when the Jama'atul Tabligh, when they used to go out, when they go out, they normally leave one person behind in the mosque. And the rest of the group goes out. The one who stays in the mosque, why does one stay in the mosque? To make dua for the ones who have gone out. One stays back in the mosque to carry on making dua for that one hour, two hours, the rest of them are knocking on the doors. Keep making dua for their success. Stay in the mosque, keep making dua for the success of the group. So he's the connection to Allah staying in the mosque. That's how they say it. He is the connection to Allah staying in the mosque making dua whilst the others are out knocking on the doors to give them success. One time, it is said, قيل, that on one occasion the group went out and they were knocking on people's doors and they were giving da'wah, but they weren't having much success. Everybody was rejecting them, everybody turning them away, closing the doors on them. They weren't having much success one day, very bad success one day. So they came back to the mosque thinking, what's going on today? Very poor today, the outcome of the people and the, the way they were dealing with us today. They came back to the mosque and they saw that the connection they had left behind he had fallen asleep. The connection had broken. He had fallen asleep in the mosque. So he was no longer fulfilling the connection to Allah for the group. So the connection was broken. Now they could have no success when they were knocking on people's doors. Anywhere in the Quran and the Sunnah, you will not find it anywhere, anywhere in the Quran and the Sunnah. Sit in the mosque and be the connection to Allah and everybody else go out and do da'wah. 
This is not to uh, make a joke or anything, but this is to speak of the reality. How the people have become misguided with things which are not in the Quran and the Sunnah. Blindly following the Imams generation after generation. But our Imams, that's how they taught us. Our Imams, they said you have to do this. One person, the connection. Everybody else go knock on the doors. All of this innovated, nothing in the religion about it whatsoever. So he says all of these groups of the Sufis, they'll have their different methods. They'll all have their different ways of their so-called supplications and remembrances. And the impact of them, the impact of them is that they will impact upon the religion of that person. His aqidah even, his trust and dependence in Allah and how he understands aqidah will be impacted with his misunderstanding and misguidance of how to do dhikr and how to remember Allah and how to do dua. And there are many issues with these innovated supplications. Ibn al-Qayyim mentions. Ibn al-Qayyim mentions many issues with these supplicated innovations. Number one, أن الأدعية المبتدع لا تفي بالغرض المطلوب Innovated supplications do not fulfill the objective. They do not fulfill the objective in the first place. It's an innovated supplication, an innovated remembrance. You're not going to get purification of your soul through innovated supplications and remembrances of Allah. So it doesn't fulfill the objective of supplication and remembrance in the first place because it is innovated. Secondly, you miss out on all the reward. Innovated supplications and practices will not get you reward. So the reward you could have been having by doing it upon the sunnah, you're losing out on all of that now. By doing all of these innovated ones instead. Losing out on all of the reward that you could have had due to all of these innovated practices that are taking the place of the sunnah. Thirdly, that these du'as of yours will not be answered. They will not be answered upon innovation, doing all of this innovation. These innovated du'as, they will not be the ones that are answered. Fourthly, many of these innovated forms of supplication have within them uh, prohibitions that Islam rejects in terms of incorrect wordings that nullify or make deficiency in aqidah, make deficiency in tawheed. So there is a lot of deficiency and opposition to the sunnah in these innovated supplications. Fifthly, People who get involved in these innovated supplications rarely manage to drag themselves out of them. Ibn al-Qayyim says once they get involved in those types of supplications, it is very difficult for them to drag themselves out of them, except for the ones whom Allah has mercy upon. Seventhly, uh, sixthly, That using these innovated supplications and abandoning the sunnah supplications 
It means you have exchanged what is better for what is worse. You have made istibdal of what is better, of the goodness of a tayyib for al khabith. Instead of doing a tayyib, the goodness, you are now upon the khabith, that which is evil. Seventhly, in these innovated supplications, there is often a resemblance to the non-Muslims. There is a resemblance, a copying of the non-Muslims. How? He says even in the tone of how they do it. The Christians, for example, have the songs, the hymns. Christians sing their hymns. Sufis, when they sit there doing these remembrances, after a while, when you hear it from a distance, it basically sounds like they are just doing a hymn, humming along, singing something. That's what it sounds like. So you even end up getting resemblances to the people of Kufr and how they do this in the humming and the melodies and their singing almost of these remembrances. Eighth issue, Ibn Qayyim mentions the last one, is that most of these people who do these innovated practices in remembrances and dua, rarely even have an understanding of what they are saying. They are jahil upon it. Jahil upon what they are doing. So they don't even understand what dua they are making, what supplication they are doing, what remembrance of Allah they are upon. They do not even know any of that. Jahl. And that is the difference between them and the people who stick to the sunnah. Stick to the sunnah a little bit that you know is better than trying to do all of these other things upon jahl and ignorance and not knowing a thing. So that is regarding the innovative types of dua or some of the impacts of innovative dua. Any questions on that so far? In that case, the next section now, after mentioning the impermissibility of falling into innovation with dua and dhikr, is that you have to make sure when doing dua, primarily you should stick to what? The duas that are in the Quran and the Sunnah to start with. Actual duas that are in the Quran, like Rabbana atina fi dunya hasana wa fil akhirati hasana wa qina adhab al-nar For example It's an ayah of the Quran and it's a dua So duas that are found in the Quran in the authentic sunnah that is what you primarily focus upon uh, If there is not a particular dua in the Quran and the sunnah but generally it is a dua that you are saying and it has good meanings to it, then that's okay too. Duas that have good meanings to them, 
but they are not wordings that are specifically mentioned in the Quran and the Sunnah, that's okay too. The issue of language we've spoken about before, if a person cannot make a dua in Arabic, then you're allowed to make it in your own language. Even in the prayer, if it's a necessity. Even in the prayer, if you have to make a particular dua and you can't do it in Arabic, then it is allowed for you to make dua in your own language, even in the prayer, obligatory prayers and supererogatory prayers. So that would be allowed in necessity. That's what many of the scholars say. Final point to mention in this section, التحذير من الاعتداف الدعاء Warning against transgressing in dua. Warning against transgressing in your dua. So what does it mean transgressing in your dua? That you don't make dua for something that is impermissible. You don't make dua for something that is incorrect. So for example, you don't make dua for the ties of kinship to be cut. You don't make dua for harm to come upon somebody for no reason. You don't make dua uh, for something that is haram. So any type of dua which is asking for something which is impermissible, it is asking for cutting the ties of kinship, it is asking for other affairs that are haram, then that is considered transgression in dua. And it is impermissible for a person to transgress in dua. Transgression in dua is impermissible. So a person must uh, be aware of that. Allah said in the Quran, إِنَّهُ لَا يُحِبُّ الْمُعْتَدِينَ Allah does not love the ones who transgress. So do not make dua for something that is haram, something that is impermissible, something that is from the evil. It is not permissible to make dua for those types of things. You make dua for the goodness. You make dua for righteousness. You make dua asking Allah for forgiveness. You make dua asking Allah to make you better and stronger as a Muslim. That is what you should be asking Allah for in dua and not transgressing and making dua of evil against people for no reason. That's the chapter we'll round off on today. The next time we're going to start the chapter regarding the mannerisms of how to make dua. Then. What are the types of things you should remember when making dua? What are some of the manners of making dua? So we'll look into some of those manners of making dua, what you should remember and bear in mind when making dua, in order for your dua to be more in accordance to the sunnah and more uh, uh, answerable, therefore, because it is uh, being practiced upon the method of what is prescribed. Any questions on that? So two questions here. One says, are you allowed to say Ameen after khutbah when Imam is making dua? Are you allowed to say Ameen if the Imam is making dua in the khutbah? Scholars say you can, but 
not even not too loud, has to be very quiet. You're not supposed to disturb even the person next to you. So very quietly to yourself. Very quietly to yourself, I mean, to yourself, very quietly it's allowed. But you're not allowed to even disturb the people next to you. They shouldn't be hearing you saying, Ameen, Ameen, Ameen. Very quietly to yourself, the scholars say, the permanent committee said you can. Second question says, are you allowed to wipe your face after making dua? Are you allowed to wipe your face after making dua? That's a different one. That tells you to wipe your body. But generally, when you're making dua, you wipe your face after making the dua. So you're saying you can't. You cannot wipe your face after making the dua, you're saying. That's your fatwa. Okay. Anybody else? Can you wipe your face after making dua? This is a good question. It's right what you said. All of the narrations about wiping the face after making dua are weak. But weakness of a hadith has different levels. If it is minor weakness, they've all got weakness, but it's only minor weakness they've all got. Then getting them all together strengthens them just about enough to get to the level of acceptability. Some scholars say that is the case here. They're all weak, but minor weaknesses. Put them all together, they strengthen each other to just about get up to the level of acceptability. So you can wipe your face, they say. Other scholars say no. All of these narrations, they are weak. Even when you put them together, they're just not strong enough to be able to practice that. So, therefore, some scholars say you cannot wipe over the face after making dua. It's a bid'ah. Others, they say, no, the narrations are enough and they're good enough just about to be acceptable that you can wipe your face after making dua. They have some difference in that. They have some difference between the scholars uh, as to whether it's allowed or not, depending on the validity of those narrations and how strong they can get when they're all put together. Anything else? Are there particular chapters of the Qur'an that have to be read or uh, any particular adhkar that have to be read when moving into a new house or anything that has to be done? Anyone? General adhkar, you have the general adhkar about going to a new place, that would be valid. That would just be when you go to a new place. That's a general dua for going anywhere, not a new house particularly. It's a general type of dua. Specifically about houses, getting a new house, moving into a new house, if there is any particular practices from the sunnah, I'm not aware. Which means it's going to have to be the homework. So everybody can have a look into that. See if any of the scholars have mentioned any particular practices, supplications, du'as, readings, 
that are supposed to be done when moving into a new house. There are certain things which are prohibited, the scholars have mentioned, slaughtering specifically and things like that. But are there practices that are supposed to be done? Allah So we'll leave it there. Next week, remember, it's off. There is no class next week. Next week is the conference in Birmingham. So everybody should definitely strive to try and go, even if it's just for one day. If you can go for two or three days, even better. But if you can even just make it for one day at least, definitely go for one day at least. Go for as many as you can. You will definitely benefit from that. So next weekend from Friday, Saturday, Sunday, full three days, starting from Jumu'ah on Friday, try and make your way down there for that weekend conference. There will be several speakers, full classes every day, four or five classes every day. So it will be a busy conference. Definitely make an effort next weekend for that. And then in two weeks' time, inshallah, we'll come back to this. So we'll conclude there for today then.